0: Welcome to today's episode of Retail Initiative, the podcast for retail entrepreneurs to learn, grow, and be inspired. Um, Today we have a good friend of mine, Jeffrey Wilkie from Accumula. Um, Jeffrey knows so much about what it takes for brick and mortar retailers to be successful online. Um, His company or the company that he works with builds um, connectors between some of the best POS systems out there and online platforms like Shopify. They work with huge brands that understand what omni-channel retail looks like and what it takes to be successful. And we get to dive into that today. And I think you're really, especially if you're brick and mortar and you're thinking about going online, I think this is going to be of a lot of value for you. So we're going to get right into it. Uh, I hope you enjoy. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you do that. Um, But to enjoy today's episode. Um, Today is a really cool episode. We have Jeffrey Wilkie. Hi, Jeffrey. Hey Josh <laughs> uh, Jeffrey uh, from Accumula Accumula is a, a really interesting tool um, they they make integrations and I'll let him go into what they in fact Jeffrey why don't you explain what do you do what does Accumula do
1: yeah I mean so Accumula is all about really uniting that in-store an online experience because really, you know, customers don't see channels, right? Customers just see your business. So it's uh, what Accumula is really there for is to bring together, you know, your your best in class in-source solution with a great online solution and make them work as one together so that you can really just deliver a solid customer experience. That was pretty
0: good. So that was really good. Um, But I mean, if we're honest, if we took some of the sexiness away, in a lot of ways, you allow people to use POS tools that either work with a bad e-commerce solution or uh, don't work with any at all, and you allow them to integrate with really good e-commerce solutions. Would that be accurate?
1: Yeah, I'd say so. And and, and the opposite of that is true too, right? I mean, oftentimes there's an e-commerce solution that you know might think, "Hey, that's point of sale-ish," uh, but he's talking about Shopify. <laughs> point of salish um hey man there's costs now there's costs now it's a big step in the, the right direction
0: that actually was a huge step um so like jeffrey said you know this on the channel idea this concept that customers don't see sales channels and i think as as a retailer, it's really easy for you to go into your business. Like, let's say you're a brick-and-mortar business, which is a lot of the, a lot of our listeners are, are brick-and-mortar retailers. It's easy to see, for you to see everything as separate things. So you have your store, and you have the way you've designed your store and the feeling people have when they come in your store. And then you have your website, and you have the feeling that people have with your website and the way they engage there. You have your social media accounts, um, maybe you sell on those and you have the way that people engage there. And and Jeffrey, I, I don't know about you, but like, even for my own shopping, like I don't interact with businesses that way. Right.
1: Totally. I mean, for, for me, like I'm going to look on my phone, like if I wanted like, you know, Josh and I are, are twinsies when it comes to Patagonia gear and there's a local shop uh, where I live in town and, you know, I, I generally, like, if I know, like, I want to pick something up, like, I'll look on my phone and see if they're going to have that available and go in, right? It's to me, I'm not saying, hey, th- their online store shows inventory and their in-store, you know, they have inventory in-store. I just see, hey, they got the product they want and it's going to inform, you know, me going into the store or not, right? Exactly. and And that's something that I think
0: that there's a huge gap, especially between independent retailers and big box retailers of how can an independent retailer offer an omni-channel experience? And if that hasn't been clear, when we say omni-channel, it's kind of a buzzword. What what I mean by that is just sales channels. Think of them like channels on a TV, online, in-store, social media, you name it, pop-ups. All of those are sales channels. And moving from separate sales channels to one big, way that people engage your brand so the reason why I wanted to have Jeffrey on the show is um, this is literally their specialty this is what they work in day in and day out is helping retailers move in that direction in um, full disclosure you know I, I'm a part of two businesses that help retailers one a services side and then retail initiative which we hopefully by now you know. Um, quite a bit about um, Jeffrey and I have gotten to work together on quite a few projects on helping do this. Um, And, and I couldn't think of a better person to chat with about how independent retailers can do this because what's so unique, Jeffrey, and I know you'll agree with me here is like 15 years ago, big box retailers had the tools to crush independent retailers. And if they used them correctly, they could. And it was easy. Totally today independent retailers have tools at their disposal at really an affordable price that totally yeah that it enables them to compete on such a large level on a large scale
1: and yeah i mean that's been one of the great things about you know cloud technology you know and it's kind of you know really coming up in the last few years and it just makes it so it's it's easier for retailers to get into, especially independent retailers, and they're able to use these flexible tools that deliver, you know, that premium customer experience that, frankly, like consumers just expect now. Like I expect to be able to go look on my phone and see your inventory. Right. So, you know, and it used to be like you say, Josh, like, oh, OK, you know, a big box retailer, like Best Buy could offer that. Uh, you know, but the, the local shop wouldn't be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And and really, with, with these these tools that are being developed by you know Lightspeed, Shopify, Springboard, you know, uh, Big Commerce, and uh, you know companies like Accumula, you know, making them all work together, you're able to do that at a at a really a, an an economical, you know, uh, not a place where you're you're going to be tied budget wise, right? You're just able to uh, to deploy these tools quickly. And you know, focus on you know running your business and, and getting your product out to customers and, and really engaging with them. It's it's crazy what cloud technology has done in these last few years and the advances. And and man, I look at like Shopify and all the stuff they do with like AR and and, and the frictionless checkout. It's unreal. And that's all for independent retail, right? That's not driven by Nordstrom wanting you to be able to see what a scarf would look like on you, right? That's for you know, these 500,000 independent retailers that operate on that platform.
0: This is literally like your bread and butter (laughs) is on the channel retail. Like what is a a good example? I'd love to get in some like action points and some takeaways that our listener can, um, some of our retailers can can take and implement today um, or over the next few weeks into their business. Um, But I'd love to walk through maybe a few businesses that, that stand out to you uh, across maybe a couple industries and talk through like what has them moving towards omni-channel look like? You know, like I know you guys work with Marine layer. Yeah. I think they're a great example of this. Like what does that process
1: look like? Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, Marine layer where, where now they have 40 stores, right. But they weren't always that way. Um, when we first started working with, uh, with Marine Air, you know, they had three stores and, and three stores is, um, you know, I, I think for an independent retailer, um, you know, it could seem like, wow, this is we're really cranking here. And then being forward thinking to adopt these tools, you know, with what they're doing in store and what they're doing online and and, you know, allowing a, a big in terms of action points. I mean, one of the things for their success is all about getting product to their customers and letting them experience the product Um, you know especially if you make your own goods um, i think that's where that touch and feel still really matters and even if they're not coming into your store to touch and feel you know you want them to be able to you know get that product experience the product and make it easy honestly for them to if it doesn't work out exchange it whether that be sending it back online or just simply walking in to your retail store. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think it's critical that you're offering, you know, uh, the ability, if you're selling online, let them return in-store, you know, let them pick up in-store and really look to drive that in-store traffic. But still, even if they're online, you just want them to touch and feel and experience that product. And that's something that, you know, retail like Marine Layer has done really well as they've scaled and, you know, as well as all sorts of independent um, brands and retailers that we're working with.
0: Yeah. One thing I love about Marine layer and they came to mind because, you know, a a couple months ago I bought a pair of sunglasses from them. Um, so I'm, I'm in Houston, you're in Santa Barbara. Um, but in Houston, they have a store not too far from our offices and my house. Um, and I buy this pair of sunglasses and I, within an hour of leaving their store, I'm then added to an email campaign that is then encouraging me to go online. And then you go online and you buy and you have in-store pickup options. Yeah. And that's such a easy, like low-hanging fruit example of the fact that, like, they don't distract from one another. I think a a common fear among uh, brick and mortar retailers is that, okay, if I put, all this money and these this time into my website, like who's going to shop in my store? Who's going to visit my store? But in reality, your store should push some people to your website, and then your website should push people into your store. And if if they distract from one another, you're not doing them correctly. I would argue.
1: I, I totally agree with that. Right? It, it's and I think that this kind of speaks to omni-channel as a whole. Right? It, it's it's being where you know your your customers are. Um, It's not saying, oh, you have to go buy from this specific channel. It's just putting your product in in the way the customer wants to be able to purchase it. So, you know, making that online experience just as good as your in-store experience and or, you know, your in-store experience just as good as your online experience. One thing I think that retailers can take away and make a huge impact on uh, has to do with their branding. And, you know, one of the things that I've seen a lot recently is, you know, Little things, especially as you scale, but these unscalable kind of things work really well that you can. Uh, they call them unscalable. You can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes. But, you know, writing a, a handwritten note, you know, with every online order and dropping it in the box or, or having, you know, a branded uh, p- packing tape. Uh, Sticker Mule, who, uh, you know, I hope they're not a sponsor of yours or anything. But <laughs> they're not. I just, you know, I've had great experience <laughs> using something like Sticker Mule where they have, um, the, you can order this uh, this packing tape that has all your branding on it. And it's really economical. Same thing with Polymer's. yes. Um so that it's
0: Hey have you heard of uh of Bond?
1: I've not heard of Bond. Uh, James?
0: Oh my gosh. This is going to change your life. I'm ready the, to have for my for both listeners changed. and yours. So gosh, if you've gotten a note from me, I know that it's with all sincerity. I have the worst handwriting <laughs> and I also like I'm just I'm I'm not going to mail things, but I think that there's something really special about handwritten notes. When there's a company, it's Bond Co. Um, we don't get paid for this. I have no affiliate link with them. Um, maybe by the time this publishes, I'll try to get one. <laughs> but currently, I have no way to make money from this. This is just something that we use and I love. Um, it is—you type a note, you pick a handwriting, you can design a custom stationery, and they have auto pen machines um that that write the note out for you with a physical pen so they're not um printed they're it's literally written uh like i I interned in the the united states senate when i was in college and i used to have to do the auto pen for like people's anniversary and the congratulations (laughs) stuff and all of that um it's basically one of those machines but this bond company has an integration with shopify amazing and it can it can automatically create a handwritten thank you note to be mailed to the person with your branding, your everything on it. Amazing. So someone gets an order. Thank you so much for your order of this top. Like as a thank you, I want to offer a discount and invite you into our store to experience this in person. Ask for me, whatever. It looks like you literally just sent a handwritten note when in reality this was done an automated process on the back end
1: what a what a cool thing that i'm excited (laughs) to look at so josh i have a question for you when when you were growing up were you told you should be a doctor with your terrible penmanship or (laughs)
0: uh not growing up i was a terrible student so no one (laughs) ever thought med school was in my future
1: (laughs) (laughs) a doctor with a c Um, is still a doctor (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly
0: um but back to back to only channel. All those things that you're talking about are are such a cool thing. And, but what I'd love to do is break down some of like the things that an independent retailer can do, because I think that a lot of these major sh- shifts in retail really feel like mountains. If I say the word like analyze data, you know, someone might have like a picture of someone with eight monitors on their desk and all this stuff and really analyzing data could just be pulling a sales by category report and looking at a couple numbers Um, that is analyzing data. So I think in the same way, when we say going on the channel, someone might think like total overhaul of their business, which doesn't necessarily have to, maybe it is if it's just a mess, but, um, maybe anyway, I could, (laughs) I digress. Um, but like, what are some, some easy next steps? Total. That a retailer can take. If they if they say, okay, I, I get it. My customer does expect one single engagement, not multiple things. Like, w- let's talk through some next steps yeah, I, of, of where you think they should start.
1: Well, I think that, you know, the, the big thing is making sure that you have, you know, a, a solid POS system currently, right? I mean, because you talk about, Um, You know, analyzing data and, you know, for retailers, you can get these great tools relatively inexpensively compared to, you know, what this all cost, you know, even just five years ago. Uh, So I'd say have a solid point of sale system and with so many great cloud POS systems in the market there. I mean, that that's kind of step one, because you want to have that solid foundation so that any of these other connected you know, channels or having this online store that you don't have to worry about that awkward customer experience where someone buys from you and you don't have stock because you forgot to update the inventory online. Yeah. So having that 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 POS system um, is a great kind of primer.
0: And we had uh, we had Lightspeed and Springboard. On the podcast, actually, well, there we so go. those are some really good starting places. Two great choices. Yeah, those are both solid decisions in their own ways.
1: Yeah, and and you know some POS systems are going to have an integrated e-commerce solution, others aren't, and in, in which case you might you know use a company like Accumula to to bring them together. Uh, but a solid POS system and then a solid e-commerce platform, and just you know choosing the right. Solution for your business, and also understanding scale too. What's right for you today? You want to make sure that what you're choosing, you know, it's going to work for you a year from now, right? We don't want to do this this constant shuffle. So for easy steps, if you don't have a POS system, you know, look into a solution like a Lightspeed or a Springboard. If you do have a POS system and you are saying, yeah, you know what, e-commerce, I just think it's going to be such an ordeal. I mean, with solutions like Shopify, you can get an e-commerce site launched in, in, in days, really. Right. And, yeah. and and bring it together. And I'd say that's kind of the first step, right? It's making sure you have an, an in-store POS and an online e-commerce platform that are going to be able to communicate. And I think that we think mentally, the most important thing is having these orders come in and you want to have visibility because then you can analyze it. And that's true, right? You do want to be able to, within your POS, be able to see all purchases, whether they were in store, online, you wanna have all that data everywhere. But an underrated thing that's so important is really the inventory updates between those systems. And, and when you sell something in store, ensuring that that inventory is updated online, right? Because as a brick and mortar retailer, you know chances are 70, 80% of your sales are gonna remain in your brick and mortar stores. And so you know it's imperative that as that inventory moves in store, whether it comes in on a PO or it sells or it's returned or it's returned to vendor, whatever it is, that that inventory then uh, is updated online, right? So that you don't have to worry about a customer placing an order for something that you don't have stock of because you know your team was slammed with customers and they were unable to go log into the e-commerce platform and adjust the inventory. Uh, so integrating you know, your in-store and online systems that way it's can sound like, you know, it's going to be some huge burden in this huge, you know, mountain to climb. Uh, but really, you know, with the right tools, you could get something out there in days and then iterate on that.
0: Yeah. I, gosh. I mean, back to when, when the inventory is out of sync between platforms, you want to talk about a brand ruining experience. Um, something I, I've probably said this on the podcast before cause I say it a ton. Um, if your website is crushing it 2% of people that visit your site, 2% are buying. And that is if you are like knocking it out of the park, um, 2% are buying. So you bring a hundred visitors to your website from an ad campaign on Facebook, two of them end up buying. And then, but one of those people you didn't have their product, that 1%, um, they were bought into your vision. Yeah. They loved your brand. They loved your product. And the fact that you have to call them guarantees they're never shopping with you again. Totally. Unless unless it's your mom. Yeah.
1: And, it, it, you know. you, you <laughs> And even then. I, I have this conversation all the time with people. I mean, yeah. My mom would be like, you couldn't deliver. I'm going to the next person. Uh, but uh, I bring this up all the time. You're right. I mean. And and most people are going to be nice. You know, most people aren't jerks. So of course there are jerks. It'll be like, you don't have it. I'm so mad. But even the person who's really, who seemingly really nice and understanding when you call them and they say, Hey, we don't have that with, with this alternative uh, color or, or whatever it is work for you. Or would you like us to cancel your order? Whatever it is, the customer is generally going to say, yeah, you know what? Okay. Um, yeah, that color's fine or okay, you can go ahead and cancel. Bummer it didn't work out. But chances are they're not coming back even if they were super nice and you and you know, you're like, "Okay, great. I talked to them." And it's this human touch and, and I agree human touch is great, but people will be nice. Yeah. But they're probably not going to come back to your site if you, you know, bought a product and they weren't able to deliver it for you.
0: 100%. So you bring up the kind of the two big big things that should be integrated point of sale e-commerce solution. Um, I would add to that, and maybe you weren't done with your list, but I, I would add to that, um, you know, having a integrated marketing solution. Yep. So something like MailChimp, um, MailChimp's a great starting place. There's plenty of others, active campaigns or, or whatnot. Um, MailChimp's nice because it integrates with a lot of point of sale solutions and most, e-commerce solutions so you can maintain those pieces I'm um, having social media integrated with your website um, there's, there's a lot of things that you can do here once it gets going but that's the advanced version um, I say at a bare minimum an integrated point-of-sale integrated website and then integrated marketing and between the, the three of those I think you can go pretty far
1: I totally agree, and and I love that you brought up like a Mailchimp or or a Clavio and those kind of solutions. That yeah, they're integrating out of the box uh, with 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 solutions. Whether it's going to be just to get your you know your customers you know added to you know your campaigns there, um, or you know in the case where maybe online you know you want to hey you checked out this item right if it's cookie do, or you're using a a Facebook pixel or whatever it is, and and, and you know who it is, um, then, Hey, they'll get this email saying, Hey, you bought it. Here's a incentive to, to get you across the line. Mm -hmm. So ways you can get people that have been engaging with you that maybe just couldn't quite get there. And for a real minimal investment, you can have that automation going. It's not just for these big players, anyone with a, you know, a, a, a free MailChimp account, can do that and, and and one thing we do and this is i'm, I'm going to try to make this not sound like a plug right but having a system that's going to integrate with your marketing platform and, and and josh mentions integrated marketing it's more than just integrating your online side too i think that especially if you consider that you know as an independent brick and mortar retailer probably 70 to 80 percent of your your sales are, are happening in store um so one of the things that we look to do and make sure and, and really educate retailers on, because something that a lot of retailers haven't given a lot of thought, is retargeting those in-store customers, right? And this goes beyond just, hey, sending an email or a birthday email. Um, you know, with, with MailChimp's tools, you're actually able to send emails based on specific purchases. So if you're an independent bike shop and a customer comes in and they buy a bike, You know, 90 days later, you might want to send an automated email saying, hey, come on in for a tune-up to get them back into the store because you offer a free tune-up. Or if a customer buys a, you know, a a jacket from you, you might send a complete the look email, right? And you have all these great built-in automations with MailChimp that as long as you're feeding the data to it from your POS or your online solution, which can sound daunting, but it's really not, you're going to be able to retarget those, you know, that 70 to 80 percent of your customers, as opposed to just the 20 percent of your customers that might be shopping online.
0: Yeah, I think there's, it's so daunting. It feels daunting. Totally. Um, but a cool thing that we see is that, like, generally, once you have this stuff set up, um, like, really, you have like three types that you're going to want to have. You, um, you have customer retargeting, and that's where you're pooling purchase history and you're targeting based on specific things. So a good example, like during the holidays, um, you might want to pull your purchasing from last year, whether in store and online and send targeted campaigns after people who purchased last holiday season, because that, that shopper during the holidays, is going to be different than your shopper the rest of the year? So targeting your top customers from the whole year, isn't as effective in the holidays instead targeting your top holiday season shoppers is gonna be far more effective. Um, so, that you know, that's one easy example. Another another really good easy campaign is abandoned cart yes. um, automation. So that's uh, when someone puts something in your cart, that means they were interested. Sending an email four hours later, like 24 hours later, you know, 72 hours later and a week later, encouraging them to come back to the store um, and, re- and purchase those items and making that incredibly easy. You write these emails once. They, you put people through this campaign, and then at the end, they just move into like a general newsletter where your goal is just getting your brand in front of them on a regular basis. Um, your open rates aren't going to be insane here, but this can really be something that you're not having to write a novel. Mm-hmm. You really could, with just a few sentences, um, engage your people with your brand and then highlight some new arrivals and some new collections that you have. It, it, there's some some really easy things to do here
1: yeah and i think that's a, a like a tremendous thing that you know <laughs> just about every retailer listening to this right now could do today right there's nothing stopping them from doing that and you know if you don't already use a solution like mailchimp or Klaviyo or whatever like you know you could roll that out today and get started And I agree. Yeah, you have that where, you know, okay, there you're slowly kind of building up momentum on this list and then you can get new arrivals in front of them, um, you know, and, and and engage with your brand. And, and, and then as you kind of really continue on that, and then it's a little more hyper-targeted, you can still automate it. And then these emails, they don't come off as some newsletter blast. They come off as almost like this intimate experience with your, with your brand. Sure. Right. Um, where just by using these automations, where it's something where it's, you know, it can be based on, you know, what's been in their cart previously or how many times they've visited you. And it's, once you start getting those emails that are, while they're still automated, they're highly targeted, it's going to feel like you're just sending over a quick note. And people are more likely to engage with that. So while in the kind of the big blast, yeah, the open rates are, you know, are always going to be because how many of us just kind of swipe and go, well, mark is red. I mean, I do that every single day. But when a retailer emails me based on something that it's clear, like if if someone sent me something about a jacket, I live in Southern California and it's 70 degrees outside and they're like, ooh, winter is here. I'm going to be like, you know nothing about me, but they have all that data and they very well could. And it's like, Hey, it's 70 degrees outside. Here's, you know, this, maybe this clearance summer stock you're looking to get rid of because the weather's still warm and you aren't taking the opportunity to message those types of, of customers. So a lot you can do with very little investment and even very little time.
0: Yeah, no, I, I love that. And I completely agree. Um, so one thing I'd love to get into is, is for a lot of our listeners. What we hear is that it just feels difficult to let the two businesses feel connected, online and in store, um, not just from an inventory standpoint. Let's even say they have that going, but um, of course, there's the brand piece, which we have a, the the episode we did with um, Tara from Ruthie Grace really goes into that well. Um, but let's talk like from a, a revenue standpoint. Um, what are some ways that you see when a brick and mortar business launches an online business or they decide to start taking it more seriously let's talk about both sides of this what are some ways that you see a brick and mortar business successfully grow an online business and then what are some ways that we, we you see brick and mortar business using their online their online platform yes
1: yeah, so this is stuff i love right this is this is it sounds it's kind of lame to say this is my jam but this is my jam you know uh so um when you're looking to kind of launch this online store when you could have everything connected well what's great about that is that you don't have these multiple inventory pools right it's one inventory so you're able to maximize Uh, Your your sell-through really right? You don't have to worry about you know inventory getting dusty if you know Someone's coming on your site and they can take advantage of it And there it is some of the traps we've seen retailers fall into is that they'll put aside inventory kind of for online almost manage them as two completely separate channels and Then that means when a customer goes to buy something It'll look like it's out of stock when well you've actually got four of them sitting on your shelf, right? so treating it as one business instead of two businesses is a, is a huge path to success. There's an awesome story from a retailer that we work with and we were kind of like, Hey, you know, what were some of the big impacts of bringing this all together? And the thing that they told us, they're like, well, we increased our sell through because we were able to include all of their inventory. And that's great. That's kind of a revenue dollars and cents thing. Uh, But the, that that uh, detail, (laughs) yeah, that detail, it made us more money, right? Okay, cool. And that's awesome. But one, and, and obviously that's, you know, people are generally in business, you know, to, to both make money and make an impact. And what I thought was amazing that they shared was that bringing all of this together instead of seeing, you know, these two kind of factions. It was like there was the team doing stuff online, the team doing stuff for the stores. It changed them culturally. Where they just are all one because before they were pulling inventory from the store and putting it in the back. And the retail associates were bummed, right? Because they're like, they're online is just taking our inventory and hoarding it. They're not even selling it, they're just hoarding it so it can be available. And by having this all, you know, come together and deliver this omnichannel experience, they're able to have the stores fully stocked and online is still able to transact because It's one of their, so the store associates are happy. They're able to fulfill their customers and and work with them there. And online's pleased because they're able to maximize all that inventory and there just is a complete net positive for the brand where before there was kind of like, they're taking it for online, right? And now it's kind of like, hey, it's all here and it's all connected. So I, I think that, it's not only dollars and cents but what it can do for your teams culturally um, especially you know maybe if you're uh, an independent retailer that has two or three stores or maybe you've grown to the point where you have someone that actually just kind of manages online you don't want these factions you want everyone on the same page and and having that seamless experience between platforms can get you there now you also asked josh about the um you know using online to drive in-store revenue and i love this because at the top of this, we talked about how you know I'm going to look on my phone and see if they have stock, and so having this online solution, we're able to show your store's inventory. That's going to drive in-store traffic. Uh, so, for example, if I'm you know looking at a uh, you know a sneaker shop. And they're showing their inventory online. If I know that a store near me they got a size twelve in stock, I'm gonna be stoked, and I'm gonna go down to that store and just buy it. And at that point, you know, there you have other sales opportunities. They're now in your store, touching and feeling, experiencing your product, you know, uh, working with your with your retail staff, and can ultimately buy more. So what we found was in holiday twenty seventeen and I'm super excited to repeat this for twenty eighteen to get some some new data. But what we found was retailers This is
0: uh, sorry. This is recorded in November of twenty eighteen. So I think this is this one's gonna publish probably right after the holidays. So we just to give some context, we don't have solid data here. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Jeffrey. <laughs>
1: gosh, I was on my spiel so let's, well, well, we can edit this back and, or maybe not, maybe you'll leave in me talking about editing. We'll leave in you talking about editing. It'll all be good. Um, but what we found in the last holiday period was that retailers who were displaying their in-store inventory availability experienced four times the growth rate of the retailers who had stores who weren't showing their, their in-store inventory online. So if you have, you know, two or three stores and you're not showing your customers, you know, what inventory is in stock in what store, you're kind of leaving some opportunity on the table there because the retailers who were doing that they had four x the growth rate of the retailers who weren't, which I think is is amazing. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's another quick action thing that you can do with these platforms. They make it so simple. You know, with with Shopify locations, you can display that kind of info right in your Shopify theme, and that could be integrated from your POS right to drive that in store traffic, uh, which uh, makes everyone happy.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's it's so true. I mean by by letting it be known that it actually is available. If it's just linked to one you're losing out cause you have a customer ultimately searching for that item. Um, you know, one, one thing that we see that's really successful is, uh, having uh, like your, the way your marketing can work around things like in store pickup. So, uh, by having the ability for someone to select an item and then select, um, uh, that they will pick it up and, and depending on how you have it set up, even where they're going to pick it up. Um, but let's even, let's not complicate it. Let's say a single store business uh, that they're gonna go, they're gonna visit your store and pick it up is sending a marketing automation piece, sending something from MailChimp that says like, thank you for your purchase. Here is a coupon, here's a discount for 20% off one full price item. Whatever that is, whatever, however it fits your business model, good for when you pick up your item. What you're doing is you're, you're bringing them back into the store and you're encouraging them to look and feel your other goods. Um, you know, I, I talk in other episodes how I don't like blanket sales. So I'm not saying offer 20% off everything. It's a terrible idea. Um, but you can offer a, a discount of some sort good for only when they come back. What we're trying to do is create a habit that they're shopping in your store. So they shopped online. Now let's have them spend more money in your store.
1: Yeah. And I I think that that's, that's an awesome tip and something that, you know, any retailer of any size could implement, you know, right away is that that's fantastic, right? They, they selected in-store pickup, they're now in your store and it's kind of like, Hey, here's the comeback of it. I mean, I think in, you know, if you look at kind of the the non-independent business, if you look at like these large retailers like anything owned by Gap, right? Like Gap or Old Navy or whatever, where they do these kind of you came in and you spent a certain amount or whatever it was and they give you basically a coupon for coming back in the future on a certain amount on, on certain days, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's something that you don't have to be the gap to be able to do, right? That's for something sure. any retailer can do with ease. Uh, using the tools you may already have or tools you could adopt within a matter of hours.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the stuff we're talking about doesn't have to be that difficult to implement. Um, Like the, the piece I just talked about, that literally would be in the order confirmation email. Like you set that up in Shopify. It's not like a complicated drip campaign. There's an email that you set up when you set up Shopify where you say, hey, when we say an order is ready... When it's being shipped, it would be the heck. Like, hey, your order shipped. Here's your tracking number. When it's in store pickup, it's a it's an email that you set up that says like, Hey, your your order is ready. When you're when you visit us, you get twenty percent off that additional item, whatever that piece is. Um, so I think that is huge, and that's where having connected systems are so important because that customer is gonna be there.
1: And what a way to just increase that customer spend right away. Right. Like what an easy tool where, you know, if I, I know if I got that, if I was picking something up and they said, Hey, here's a coupon for when you're in the store, I'd be like, Oh, okay. Well, I wasn't really, okay. Oh yeah. I'll look and see. I want to use this coupon, right? It's 20% off. That's awesome. And, and so I very well would, I mean, it's almost incredibly likely that I would be like, Hey, I'll, I'll get that Patagonia hat. I wasn't planning on buying please. Because I'm getting. You were planning, planning on buying it. <laughs> I was planning on buying it.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, this has been such a, a good conversation. I, I, I have a pretty good feeling we'll probably be, be chatting again. Um, this is a topic that I think we could both talk about for hours and hours. Um, is Days. Sure. <laughs> um, gosh, I mean, the idea of growing your business as one whole business and not seeing it separated. Is huge. And I think we talked about some great first steps integrating your point of sale and your website, integrating your marketing, and some creative things that you can do. Um, This is such a huge piece to growing a successful retail business. You know, if you are a new retailer or if you are an established retailer that is serious about growing, I can't encourage you enough to check out retailinitiative.com. We provide resources and tools for you to learn how to grow your business, um, Jeffrey. I appreciate you've done a fantastic job of not being salesy um, <laughs> when we have when we have solutions or whatever. That's one of our rules is like you please don't. Uh, you are you're here to provide provide value and teach. You are not here to sell your product. But I would love uh, take a minute and uh, push people why why is Accumula the tool for them and how would they go about buying Accumula? if it's something that they're interested in.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny you bring up like the salesy thing and that that's really how we, we act as a, as a company, right? We um, don't try to put on the, the sales sauce too strong, right? So, um, you know, you can check out accumula.com, um, you know, you could jump on and, and chat with us right there. Uh, happy to show everyone how this works and, and, and you know, share what we've done with, with retailers similar to you and how you might be able to adopt those tools. And, you know, if there's, there's an interest in bringing together your, your in-store system and your online platform, uh, then check out accumul.com and, and, and happy to show more. But but more importantly, I'm just stoked, uh, you know, with, with Josh and his team and, and the retail initiative, I think this is a fantastic source for, uh, for retailers and, and, and I'm excited. Uh, to, be, uh, to be a guest here and, and hope to come back. The, the big thing that I just want to, uh, to make clear is that, you know, your customers don't see these separate parts of your business as separate parts of your business. They see it as part of your brand and the experience, so it's really important that retailers, you know, you look at these, you know, these different channels really as part of your brand experience as a whole, as opposed to hey, that's online, that's in store.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, a great rate way to wrap this up. Um, if you have not subscribed to our channel, definitely encourage you to. Again, we talk about um, ways the independent retailers can can grow and scale their businesses in a healthy way um jeffrey thank you um and again to check him out uh, in the podcast details we do have their their stuff linked um but accumula is spelled a c c u m u l a that's right dot com which is c o m that's how you spell dot, dot does dot not off. you don't spell You don't, dot, spell, you dot don't spell dot h t t p
1: s colon slash slash
0: <laughs> um uh, all right. Well, thanks for being with us, and we'll catch you next hey, time.
1: Hey, and subscribe. I did.